You are now listening to The Jason D'Amico Show. Greetings, folks. Welcome back to The Jason D'Amico Show. And thank you for the new subscribers on YouTube. And if you guys are on Spotify, iTunes, iHeart, Simplecast, make sure to subscribe there as well. Spread the word. Really appreciate everybody listening and tuning in. We've had a lot of great guests on the show. And we've got another great one on this episode. We've kind of been DM pen pals on Instagram for a little bit. She's been doing a lot of great, a lot of great work. Uh, fellow entrepreneur, actress, and model as well. She graduated from Penn State with a broadcast journalism degree and also a fellow gym rat. She's also into sales and real estate. Very, very diverse uh, scope of endeavors. Please welcome to the show my new good friend, Miss Sarah Weber. <laughs> it's so interesting, like when you say it all together like that, I'm like, wow, I guess I do do all of those things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's never, uh, no day is ever the same, that's for sure. When you, have, when, when you have folks on that are like 50 plus and their resume is just like so long because we've had, we've had some really incredible talent on the show. Oh, yeah. They'll send, me, they'll send me their bios and uh, I'll read them, you know, because it, it's amazing. And, it's like a minute, minute and a half goes by, and they're like, well, that sounds pretty good. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just like, oh, my gosh, I guess I am into all those things. <laughs> That's what keeps life interesting, though. I think, I think we're kind of cut from the same cloth. Like, I get bored very easily. Mm-hmm. You know, and I don't, it's not like an ADHD thing. It's just like, I just get bored. I have yeah, to have multiple it's like, things. Like you need the mix up. And I think that's like I know like we're both in like acting and all that kind of stuff. And when I was doing that full time, like that's what I loved. Every single day was different or I'd like I'd work like, you know, fifteen days straight and then I'd have three days off. And then like this day you have filming and the next day you have a photo shoot and then you're off and then you have an audition and like it's just exciting. It's kind of ridiculous how much money you can make in like <laughs> Yeah. It's the right job for like six or 12 well, hours. Right. And then on the other hand, like, I mean, I'm sure you've been there too. Like I've done a, in the, I haven't in a while, but I used to do a lot of stuff for free. Yep. Get your name out there, get the networking going. I, you know, I live about, it takes me about three and a half hours to get to New York city. And I would, you know, so it's a seven hour round trip. I'd go in for like a 10 minute audition. Yep. Not get it. <laughs> well, I, I, I spent many years in upstate New York, uh, and I was getting my business degree online at the time. So I would take the train down. That's crazy. Like you almost had twice the amount of commute as I did. Cause I think it was like an hour and a half down, do the audition hour and a half back. It was like three, four yeah, hour round a lot. trip. It like, takes up your whole day. Where in upstate New York were you? Orange County. Okay. My mom yeah. from um, the Glens Falls area. I don't know if you know where that is. That is that on the East or West side of the Hudson? <laughs> you know do you know where beacon is no geography is okay. not my thing <laughs> <laughs> there's actually been um there were two different instances when i went to the wrong state for a filming yeah <laughs> but i'm always so timely and like anxious to be like early and everything that both well no not both times one time <laughs> i still made it on time to set so that's how early i was gonna be the other time i totally missed it <laughs> that's that's commendable 
Yeah, it was, it was definitely some stressful days, but yeah, geography, not my thing. <laughs> this business is very strange. There's a lot of, you'll, you'll do things for a ridiculous amount of money. You'll do things for no money. You'll yeah. do things and lose money, but it really shows like how much you love it. Well, exactly. And that's one of the things I find is like, so inspiring with people that are in the acting and like the modeling industry is that like everyone just loves it like everyone just loves being there and everyone like supports each other and I feel like there's a lot less competition than in a lot of other industries in the sense that like everyone is rooting for each other like when I see like some of my friends get like different roles or this or that like I'm just like yes like good job yeah. and know how hard it is and how like yeah. much crap they've probably been through just to get to that for sure it's it's I mean and you know it's funny because when you're younger everybody tells you like this bit like they, it's just the the eye rolling and it's like the this business you know and these veterans that are in it and they've been very successful and they're like you got to really love it they yeah. all say that, like, whenever you hear them at panels, whenever you hear them, you know, when, when you're in your teen years and you're taking courses, taking classes, right. whatever, sitting in on audition classes, and, uh, you know, you've got to love it. You've got to love it. And then once the mid-20s roll around, it's like, yeah. Yeah. Things get real, real quick, and it's like, yeah, you really got to love it to be in it. Well, I was, um, when I was going to Penn State, so Penn State's about five to five and a half hours away from New York. Wow. And um, I was still doing stuff then. So like my friends were out and like I, you know, did my fair share of partying and all the <laughs> traditional college stuff. But I mean, I was taking weekends and going to New York, taking like four methods of transportation because I didn't have a car. Like I'd hop wow. on the bus and then get on the train and get on another train, get on the subway in New York, get on the ferry to go to Staten Island, like all kinds of stuff just to try to put your name out there and get the networking going and it was crazy. My dad always said if it was easy, everyone would do it. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got a lot in common. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I, I remember, I actually remember like times where, and you probably did the same thing, like just study. I mean, you would study for like two, three hours on the train because you got to get the homework done. And I just remember studying, like reading and my, my coursework, I did it online. So it was like seven week courses. It wasn't for, it was like oh. twice as fast. Cause it was like this weird block schedule and you had to just breathe. You had to just jet through 500, 600 page textbooks in right. six weeks. So on one hand it was great because it gave me all that time to read and, and highlight and study, but it was just, it was such a grind. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like I look at like what I was doing in college now and I'm like, what? I like, I definitely wasn't sleeping then. <laughs> no. And, and to, and to add insult to injury, cause that was like when I was 19, 20, 21, I was trying to put on some muscle. So the only time I could really hit the gym was like after dinner. So it was like nine and yep. luckily golds up in New York was open until midnight. So I could get in there at like nine and go until about 11. Oh my God. I could and <laughs> and that was my routine for like two or three years. Wow. See, I'm the opposite where I, I wake up. I mean, obviously right now we're in weird times, but on a yeah. normal, um, you know, normal times, I get up at 4.15 and I'm at the gym Whew. by 5 a.m. So I'm like the opposite end of the spectrum. 
damn. Yeah, I'd be waking up and like, you know, you're laying there, it's dark out. And I'm like, man, I'm supposed to be deadlifting an hour from now. I'm like, that doesn't even sound like a thing. <laughs> I can't, like, I don't know what it is. It must be rock, you know, the rock and roll lifestyle to a certain degree. I mean, I'm not really a partier, but I'm so used to being up until two, three in the morning with the gigs, um, with the band. That makes so it's sense. like, it's hard, it's hard to... I've tr I've tried doing the workouts in the morning and it just doesn't work. Yeah, I can maybe do like I've tried it at night and like I I cannot do it. Like when I'm done for the day, like I am done. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, like I'm not even awake until about I feel like 5 p.m. I'm oh up. My gosh. By I'm then, up at I'm nine. Bedtime. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm up at like nine in the morning and doing stuff and doing all the, the business side of things. Like I like doing mind stuff more early. And then well, I don't know, like my- like, um, So that's when you're the most creative is in, is in the morning because uh, it's like a whole scientific thing. But basically like your, um, your willpower and your drive and your ambition starts to like diminish as you go through your day. And so that's why a lot of people will say like, get the most important things done in the morning and let your creative juices flow like in the morning before it starts to kind of go away. I'm the exact opposite. Really? Oh my yeah. God. So cool. Like your mind goes away, like wire, like at night. <laughs> yeah. Like it's crazy. No, it's a, I have to do mind numbing things in the morning because it literally takes me like two or three hours to actually be like be awake <laughs> yeah but i still have to get like productive things done so i'll do all the things i don't like doing in the morning which are like interesting yeah like yeah you, you know just the the basic like editing everything emails right. all all that just all that stuff, stuff. That you can kind of just like mundanely like go yes and like yeah yes <laughs> what, what gets me up in the morning is eggs and sausage and coffee that's oh my that's my motivation See, I'm, a, I'm an intermittent faster, so I typically don't even, like, I haven't even eaten yet today. What's it? 3.15. Yeah. Um, so. It works. <laughs> I've, I've done spouts of it, and it was phenomenal doing I that, like, that 16-hour, you know, shutdown. Yeah. It's, um, it's something I started doing back in August. So, what's that like? I mean, yeah, I guess we're coming up on a year pretty soon in a few months, but. It works. Um, it's amazing. And honestly, like I feel so much better. I feel like I'm on, I, I feel less restrictive to like my actual diet and like what I'm eating. And I feel like I'm getting way better results. Like it's, it's easy. What's your, what's your goal with it? Is it just to kind of like maintain or are you trying to cut? So I, I, so I've been in fitness and nutrition and all that for about eight or nine years now. Uh, I was always an athlete before that. I was a competitive gymnast and like I ran track, was a big pole vaulter in high school and and all that kind of stuff. But basically, like, as far as nutrition goes, I'm always trying to build muscle and get rid of fat at the same time, which is a super slow process. Fine um, line with the calories. Very, right, very fine right. line. So it's kind I, of I can't walk. <laughs> it's either like bulk <laughs> or, or, or trim. Yeah, and then exactly. And I always am like, right, and I'm, I'm always slowly and slowly gaining muscle and losing fat. But um, I'd rather do that than have like, you know, the bulking season right. and this and that. Like I, I, don't, I don't dig doing that. <laughs> and it works for me, but I definitely wouldn't recommend it for everyone because like I'm, 
essentially always, I always have the same goal. Like my goals are never really changing. And I feel like a lot of people need that growth and stimulation to change their goals often. Um, but I just, I just don't like, I, I know what I want. I know what I'm working towards. I have my groove and like, I'm cool there. Yeah. I feel like in the last couple of years I've titrated down and it's more, um, well, well, quite honestly, because when I was in bulking season, when I was just going nuts, you know, squatting twice a week, really trying to build up. Um, it, on camera, it just doesn't look as good, you know. Right. Especially right. in this, especially in this business, it's like there's a threshold, and I know where I really sit well at, and that's around 160. Mm-hmm. And anything, anything really above like 165, because there were times where I was like up to 175, 180. And it was just, mm, no. Yeah, you can, like, and it it makes you feel, like, crappy about yourself. Then it's just kind of, like, yeah, and you're right, being in the business and, like, modeling and acting and everything like that, like, it's, you just kind of always have to be, like, more lean and more cut. And, like, I don't know, I feel better being that way anyway. (laughs) I know when I put on, like, literally, if I put on, like, two or three pounds of fat, like, I know. Just by the way, my clothes fit. I don't even weigh myself anymore. But like, I'm just like, oh, okay. Like quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, belly, it's time to go away. I, I can see the two pounds that you put on. <laughs> it's and again that fine line. It's it's amazing to me. Where it depends on the calories and where you're sitting with caloric intake and the weight because. Just having that extra two to three pounds on you, I mean, you're, you're picking stuff up so much more. You, I, if you're deadlifting, like, oh, yeah, it's like no joke. And then you drop a couple of pounds, and all of a sudden that PR is you're like. Weak. You're weak, and you're just like, I can't lift anything. It's so strange. Yeah, and then on top of that, something, I'm, I'm a huge researcher. Like, if I have a question about something, like, I just dive in, and, like, I'll yeah. just on the rabbit hole and something I was researching last week was actually pertaining to like women and like their menstrual cycles and how that affects us a lot more than like we really know. And like basically when, like when you're in your like one part of the cycle where you can like lift like crazy and then you're in other parts of your cycle where you can't because of your hormones and all of that. And no one really talks about it, but I'm like, it's so interesting because it's, I feel that all the time. Like some days, like I can deadlift, like I'm not a big squatter because I have some back issues, but like I can deadlift or hip thrust like a, a, a huge weight. And then like the next day I'm like at half the weight and I'm like, Ugh, I'm struggling. What the hell? <laughs> and that's interesting. I, I just started learning about it. Well, are you, so, I mean, if you're, if you're doing like that two days in a row, that's crazy. Well, exa- well, that's what I mean. Exactly. And it's just like, you have to like figure out now where you're at in your, in your menstrual cycle. And I'm like, but some of it's too much for me. Like sometimes I'm just like, nah, I don't need to know about that. Like I'm good. <laughs> it gets in my head and I'm just like, nah. <laughs> Isn't it crazy how you'll show up dead tired and you just lift the stuff up like it's nothing? Yeah. What is that? I don't understand what that, and then you go in and you go in and you're jacked and you can't lift shit. I don't understand how that works. I I feel like there are so many factors and like, it's so much inconsistency. And I feel like a lot of people that are like newer in the gym or on their fitness journey or whatever, like get discouraged by that. Whereas like people with like you and I that have been in it for years, like we just understand that it's it's not this like upwards scale. It's like funky, and you kind of go up. 
I remember I was stuck at like, I don't know what it took me almost a year and a half, two years to be able to really hit like sets of 10 with mm-hmm. 225 on the bench. It took forever. It's like, what right. in the world? And then once you finally get it, it's like, oh, okay. Then you can start to like climb a little bit faster and then you hit that point again where you can yeah. like get past it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool though. Like it's, um, lifting is awesome. Like I, I wish ever, like, I don't understand. Like I, I was talking with my roommate the other day cause he's a big lifter too. And we're just like, how do people not work out? Like I would be lost. I would be so lost if I didn't train and mentally, like it's so great for your mental health and that's why I do it. Like when it's four fifteen in the morning and I'm like, nah, I'm not going. It's kind of like, I know I will feel better all day long if yep. I just go. And like, that's all, that's my motivation is that like, I know from trial and error, I'm way more awake and alert and productive all day long and happier if I just get up and go. I think, and that's, and I've noticed my mood has been a little eh, over the last couple of months. I didn't realize it, it was like, Oh, wait a minute. You're, you're not like exploding your body to bits. Right. And that really does kick those endorphins. Right. And you just like ride that high, like all day long and yeah. even not being able to go to the gym right now. Like I have weights at home that go up to 50 pounds. Um, I've got bands and I've got a BOSU ball and a yoga ball and yeah. all that, but like, it's not the same. It's just not like, it's it, not. It, it sucks. Like, <laughs> it sucks. Like I, I know. Just have a positive attitude about it. And for the most part, I'll get a decent workout in, but there are some days like since quarantine started, cause I've been home now, this will be my eighth week home. Um, I'm just like, I'm done. I just like stop my workout and I'm just like, I just, I'm just done. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not usually like that, but you like, there's a, there's a mental balance between, you know, living a healthy lifestyle. And I think that's a huge thing that people miss out on. And quite honestly, like I missed out on it for years. It took me probably until like two years ago to start realizing like, Oh, it's about my mental health too. Not just like the appearance, the physical appearance of, you know, your body. Right. Well, let's get into your beginning stages, so to speak, which you've got a lot of things going on here, but just curious how you got into modeling, acting, and then we can talk a little bit about Penn State, journalism degree, and then moving forward from there. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so as far as acting and modeling goes, so never never really interested me, never, never anything I like thought about. And then when I was 15, yeah, sophomore year in high school, I received, I was actually going to Japan as a student ambassador and, um, I was getting ready for that trip and all this and that. And then basically my parents like told me like they couldn't afford it. And so I was pretty bummed. And then I happened to get this letter in the mail from a pageant and someone had anonymously recommended me to compete in this pageant that was actually in Harrisburg at the Crown Plaza. And um, that's about an hour and a half from where my parents live, which is actually where I'm at right now, um, home visiting for Mother's Day. And um, so I'm looking at this letter and I'm like, I can't go to Japan. You know, we can't afford it. And I said, mom and dad, like, can we, can we do this? Like maybe. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. So I was like, all right, like, what's this all about? I'll just, I'll just go do a pageant, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and little did I know that was the beginning of like how I see every opportunity. Like opportunities present itself and I'm just like, 
all right, yeah, I'll try to do this. Why not? Sometimes it works out. Sometimes it doesn't. But so I went to the pageant. I competed. Um, it was fun, but like I didn't really get anything out of it. And then the next year I went back and I, I competed again. And there were about 250 girls in my, um, I don't know, section, <laughs> I don't know what right word it is. But um, I got the top 20 in that, which was pretty cool. And like all these girls, like when you hear about pageant girls and like they are really like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they train oh. all year round. Like it's, it's insane. And I like my mom, like my mom calls herself, like we call her my momager. Because her and I are both just like, what the hell? Like, these people are weird. <laughs> and like, we're just kind of like, you know, wing things a lot of the time. And um, at that time, I got scouted by a modeling agency in Philadelphia. And I started going to modeling and acting classes. And I did those. And that's what I was going back and forth doing when I was at Penn State. And um, from there, I went to a week-long competition in New York City called um, International Models and Talent Association. And um, that's kind of actually where it ties in with starting my fitness journey because um, I was a freshman in college, gained the nice freshman 20, not 15. And uh, yeah, I was, uh, I'm only 5'2", so 15 pounds is, <laughs> you can see it. And um, I went back to my agent and we were supposed to go to this week long competition in New York. And I think it was like, two, we were like two or three months out. And she looked at me, I was 18 years old and she looks at me and she's like, stand up, look at your hips and this and that. And just ripping into me for the weight I gained. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, it was tough. It was tough to hear. I, I literally remember the dress I was wearing and like, I just, I remember all of it. However, like she introduced me to eating clean. And, um, I did lose the weight for the, for the competition. Cause she was basically saying, I'm not going to put you in the bikini section, um, looking like that. Right. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was definitely tough as an 18 year old to hear. Um, but basically that like kickstarted my entire journey in like fitness and nutrition and that passion. And I went to the, you know, the week long competition and, you know, I didn't win anything, but I made a lot of connections and that's basically where my acting career started snowballing from. And also my fitness journey. So all right around that like 18, 19 age. Did you, I usually ask if people have influences. Did you though? Because you kind of just like I, waterfalled into this. Yeah. Like I, 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 don't, I, I don't know about any influences as far as like nutrition or like acting and all that goes. Um, but I would say like my parents, like my, my whole family, I have two younger brothers as well, but my parents have always been such a big support system for me. And they've always encouraged me to just to try things and go after opportunities. And they've always like been my backup. So while they didn't, I didn't really have anyone leading me in these directions. I had them behind me in them. So I, I would say they're an influence in that in that sense where they'd say they'd push me to do it if I didn't want to. <laughs> right. Right. Well, so journalism, how did that come about? <laughs> so when I was doing these pageants, I realized that, I mean, I had to get, I was like 15, 16 years old and I was on stage in front of hundreds of people and like talking in a microphone and, and everything. And it just hit me that like, I enjoy doing that and I'm good at it. 
and you know why not be on TV <laughs> so it kind of all like correlates together and so I ended up going to Penn State um, I actually graduated with honors and you know I was a great student and whatever and then my junior year I started paying attention to the news and realizing just how absolutely negative it is and obviously and even in the last few years it's spiraled just way worse, you know, than it was even then. And I, I just kind of decided that like, I didn't want to be, I'm a, I'm an empath. So like, I really absorb people. you and I, you and I both. Yeah. So you do, you definitely get where I'm coming from then. So, so the, the thought of being immersed in the, all that negativity and drama of the news all day, every day, I was just like, for my well being, I just can't do it. I just can't be, I can't be there. And, um, and I also like, I can definitely be a little sassy sometimes. So I, if they told me to say something on the news that like was false or this or that, or I didn't believe in, like, I would be that reporter to be like, right. well, actually this is what's really going on. <laughs> I would have never lasted. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. And then, you know, I, I finished my degree. I, I looked into changing it and I didn't want to continue going to school. Like I was just over it. So I yeah. and then I went into acting and modeling full time for I'd say like two or three years. And then it kind of came to the point where I was like, if I'm going to take this stuff seriously, like I need to move to New York or LA. Like I can't keep doing this. I was commuting to New York sometimes like three times a week. It, yeah, it was, it was a lot. It was Woo. expensive and it was just like, you know, but at the same time, like I was, you know, being an extra and this and that, and you know how much money they make. So like living in New York or California didn't really seem like a viable option for me. So I was just like, you know, what do I do? And at well, the time, there's a trade -off, you know, it's the opportunity cost of, uh, right, right. But it's like, how do you do that if you don't, can't afford to like live there? So it was kind right, of catch 22. Right. You, you can, but it's just, it's, you're going to be, you're going to be on top of three, four other people. In the Everybody's paying $500 a month for a $2,000, $2,500 apartment. You have no, right. you know, you're, you're like a rat. And so. even then, like something like four or $500 was like something that like didn't seem like I could swing. Whereas like now I look at it and I'm like, come on, you could have figured out a way, but my path wasn't there at the time. So I, I accept Every, that. Yeah. And it's like, at, and it's funny that you bring that up because I kind of went through the same, I'm kind you know, you think about a lot of things in quarantine and it's, it's like, well, yeah, should I have done this or should I have done that? And, you know, the headspace at the time. Right. Because I, I really, I'm, and you're probably the same way. We have like, I don't know. I know. We're very alike. <laughs> Did you ever take Myers-Briggs? No. What's that? The, uh, uh, it's like a personality. So Is that the disc test? It, they've got 16 personality types. It's not. It's not anything like foolproof. It, it's just been around for a long time. And I uh, I've heard of it. I don't know if I ever took it, but you should send it to me after this and I will take it. I'll, I'll <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that you're an ENFJ. Okay. It's a very similar type to mine, either an ENFJ or an ENFP. But I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the J just because okay. of some of the I'll things take that you said. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. It only takes like ten or fifteen minutes. Um but no, like you can berate yourself over and over and over again about, oh, I should have done this, should have done that, should have done this, should have done that. And it's like, but, you know, it's, it, it's just how it was at the time. Right. And you, and you, and you always make the decision that you're supposed to, like, I'm, I'm a huge believer in like everything happens for a reason. Yeah, same. That's what I live by. And it's just like, 
you know, and then I, I, I always look back at certain decisions that were made and things like opportunities I like missed out on or, 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 you know, I didn't make the volleyball team in ninth grade, but it led me to this, this, and this, and this. And, right. um, yeah, it, it's just, I, I don't regret any of the decisions I made uh, ever. And I just think that like, it, we're on the path that we're supposed to be at and you got to listen to your gut and where you're at in that time. And looking back, um, I, I had a, my, my uh, ex-boyfriend I was dating at the time, and he was in car sales. And um, for whatever reason, I just decided, all right, I'm going to do car sales. Wow. <laughs> and just stop acting and modeling. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like that. And that's when I moved to Harrisburg um, to do that. So, wow. yeah. So I got into it. And within a, a few months, I was the top salesperson there. <laughs> Yeah, the the last year I only sold cars for two years, but the last year I did two hundred. I sold two hundred, and yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I was just like, I loved it, but um, I was still doing some acting and modeling on the side, um, and then I, but I've kind of, like, I kind of given up on it for like, or accepted the fact that like that wasn't my end all be all path. I was like, sales is that's like where I was meant to be. And um, then I got into real estate about a little over a year ago. And then this movie, like this movie I have coming up, dropped in my lap. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to do it all. It's fine. <laughs> I mix it up. What's, what side of real estate are you in? I'm on the investing side of real estate. So okay. I am not a licensed agent. Um, basically, I work for a company. You ever see those signs that are everywhere that say, like, we buy houses cash? Yeah. Things like that. So we do that. We don't put the signs up or anything. Um, but basically my job is I'm an acquisitions agent. So I go to different people's homes. Like I go on typically about three appointments a day in six different counties and I assess the house for renovations and I give them a cash offer and then our company flips it and sells it and I make commission off of it. Cool. Yeah. It's fun. I enjoy it. I love love being able to help people out of like tough situations and often that's the type of people I'm working with and yeah for whatever reason they can't list it or don't have the time or money or whatever and um I've been with the company now for a little over a year and it's it's been life-changing like sales has been life-changing like it's just like I said like I don't regret it at all wow interesting yeah. it's cool yeah like you just kind of have to figure out what what fits for you and do you know who tony robbins is yeah so he's like my favorite motivational speaker yeah he's incredible i i saw the uh the thanksgiving uh thing that he did i think that was him all that one i'll send you the link he it was he would he started this thing when he was a kid or when he was a younger person and he was giving out like turkeys to. Oh yes, yes, yeah. When he, that's like, a crazy story. Yeah, and it, and it grew to like a hundred million families. He was able to like feed on. Things yeah. Yeah. So he, um, have you ever been to one of his live events? No. Highly suggest it. It's it's the most empowering, emotionally draining by the end. Right. Um, like it's it's crazy because like I left. I, I went two years ago. I actually took my mom for Mother's Day. And, um, so like literally like two years ago now and, um, they, it was just the most phenomenal event I've ever been to. It's called the, um, national achievers con conference, something like that. And there were like nine speakers there and he was like the headliner and the first half of the day was all financial stuff. And then the second half was all like 
self-growth and development and, and like, you know, emotional stuff. And, um, the first half they did a presentation on real estate investing and I was like, I want to do that. Wow. <laughs> and so I actually created my own LLC at that time, partnered up with another uh, friend of mine and we were trying to do all the real estate stuff on our own. And then I happened to meet this random old dude at the gym and he knew this guy and that guy knew this guy and now I am where I am there. <laughs> it's all because of that Tony Robbins event that I went to. So Wow. <laughs> That's cool. That guy's insane. He literally spoke for four hours straight, didn't like stop to pee or drink any sips of like water or anything. Like just four hours straight. I was amazed. I was like, this dude, like he's got a train for that. Yeah. When you're in the zone. You yeah. Know. It was amazing. And I, it definitely, I highly suggest it if you can ever see him live. For sure. So well, let, while we're on this, let's talk about entrepreneurship for a second because that's obviously really what you are an entrepreneur to a certain degree um just your thoughts on it, it it's, it, it's, always, <laughs> it's like opening up a can of worms but no i i actually appreciate you saying that because i feel like i have a very entrepreneurship mind but like, I don't have any kind of brands or companies or, you know, anything like that. But I feel like just kind of the way my brain works, like I, I, I don't come from a family. Oh, I guess, I mean, I would kind of consider my mom, my mom's an attorney and she does have her own like law firm, but she's like a one man show. So wow. yeah. So she does like everything on her own. And, um, but besides that, like there's really no one that I can think of in my family that like has ever been interested. Like they've always kind of like followed the go to school, get a job, you know, have a family, buy a house or whatever, like path. Whereas like, I've always, I've never wanted to work for anyone. Like that's all I've always wanted to own my time. And I think that's like a big thing about entrepreneurs uh, is having that kind of mindset. Yeah. Whereas like, even now, like this job I'm working at now, I love it. It, it I, I said to my boss the other day, if, if, if I have to work for someone, this is the most perfect job I can think of to do that. But, um, and that's why I think I went into like modeling and acting and all that, like aside from the passion for it, it's just like, I just wanted to like have my own time and like schedule my own life and not be clock in, clock out, like nine to five. Like I just, I just, that was never for me. And I knew that, um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I feel like eventually I'll have some kind of company or I don't know. Like I just, there's something out there. Like I feel it in me, but I'm just, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> it's funny because the older I've gotten, it's just more prevalent how not normal I am. Yeah, exactly. And like you start to like, I think when you're younger, you are almost scared of it and you're like, what's wrong with me? And as you get older, you're like, no, this is what's right with me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how much you, and I was thinking about this also during our quarantine, you know, shutdown time. It's like, I, I almost feel like, and I took, I took a gap year. I didn't even go to college until like 19. Oh, wow. Okay. I just played a bunch of shows with my band. And so after that, but, he, but what, I, what I thought of was, it's like, man, co like still at 20, 19, 20, 
You know, if I were to go into school now for a bachelor's in my mid twenties, it would have been far different than the path I would have went five years ago. And that's not, not taking away having a business degree, but it's, you really don't know who you are. Like what, if you were in the school right now, what do you think you would go for? It, well, and I guess I could speak from a, a master's standpoint because I thought about, well, I got into Berkeley. So I, I got into Berkeley wow. for my master's in music production. That's but impressive. I, well, thank you. I deferred though because I just, I don't know what happened. I, I just like woke up one day and I was like, what are you doing? You didn't want to go to school? No. I just graduated in May and then I had all these like pending opportunities that came up and, uh, you know, 40, 50 grand right out. Cause I, I came out of school debt free and it's like, now I'm going to go back to school for two years and take on all this debt. Yeah. So it was just, I don't know. It, it didn't. And then just talking with more folks in the industry and my peers, my colleagues, my mentors, it just didn't make sense. It was like, so I just hustled, Ended up starting this podcast. Um, yeah, which is awesome. Worked some more, and uh, here we are in quarantine. Yeah. So I, I know, know. Right? it's like, what the hell was the point? <laughs> yeah, so it's like, well, no, I mean it. It was it was good because it just revealed more of you know that this industry you can't go to school. You really just can't go to school for it. It's just experience, being there, showing up. And I feel like it's almost like that now with, I mean, a lot of industries. I mean, unless you have something where, you know, you're becoming a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, something where you need that that specific degree. I mean, I feel like I'm definitely one of those people that I used to believe in college and feel that everyone should go. And now I'm like the complete opposite. I'm like, don't go, don't get yourself in debt unless you need to go. Because I walked out of school with debt and I'm not even using my degree. So it's kind of like frustrating, but at the same time, I would never, I would never change it. <laughs> so we're back. We're, uh, something went awry between the <laughs> snow fault, and... take the blame. <laughs> I don't know. Were we talking about school? <laughs> I don't remember what I was talking about. I think I had to do it. Yeah. School and maybe, oh, you know what it was? Like, I Your believe path. this is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And like how you really don't know who you are at 18, 19, 20. I was asking you what you would go back to school for. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, now. And then, oh yeah. And then I said the master's situation. Yeah. Yeah. I probably would have did music production because I don't know. It just, it, it would have made more sense, but I learned everything I needed to learn on my own. I feel like, so, like, yeah, because that's what we're talking about. Because I, I feel like school experience is so much more sought after than a degree. And, and, I the, like, and the work. Yeah. You know, what can you deliver? Like, what have you done? Right, right. That's exactly. what's going to get you hired. And it's like, I just, I just don't believe in um, like going to school just to get a degree because I've seen that. Can I curse on here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. 
that just like a degree just doesn't mean shit unless like it's something you're going to use and you have the experience to back it up. I mean, I tried to go into broadcasting journalism, like when I, when I graduated and because I didn't have experience, I wasn't getting anywhere with it anywhere. It was so frustrating. And I was just like, it's because like I spent all my time on a degree and I had an internship, but I was like working for a newspaper and writing articles. It's actually like fitness and nutrition, like articles I was writing and interviewing like authors and, and stuff like that. Um, yeah, usually I'm on the other end of this where I'm interviewing people, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I just see school and, and the path you take. It's just, you just got to like listen to your gut in that moment and believe that like you're going to make the right decision. I think that's the thing is like people get paralyzed because they always think they're going to make the wrong decision. And it's like, there really isn't a wrong decision necessarily. It's either the right decision or like you learn a lesson and that's kind of the way I see things. Right. Right. What would you say would be if you had to narrow it down to a few films, what, what do you think are your favorites over the years? Oh boy. Like just like my favorite movies. Yeah. Maybe anything that's really influenced acting for you or just kind of like anything you've lionized. I wouldn't say any specific film. I'd say that a huge inspiration for me is Johnny Depp. Uh, oh yeah. So like uh, chameleon, just like a straight up chameleon. Yeah. And like, I've, I've read so much about, you know, he's never actually seen something he's been in. Really? Yeah. Like he's never watched himself on screen. And I it's think probably that, a good thing. Yeah, that's like crazy. And I don't know if maybe it would like get in his head, but like he's a huge inspiration for me just by seeing like, because you look at, you know, some actors, like if you think of like the, the Jennifer Aniston's where essentially she just plays the same role. Right. And, you know, all these different films. Whereas like if you look at like Johnny Depp, like he, he's at every end of the spectrum and in between. Um, but as in movies, like specifically, I don't really have anything that comes to, I, you know, what's weird is like, while I've been in this industry for so long, like I'm not very knowledgeable about it. <laughs> <laughs> like all my friends on set would be talking about like this film and this director and this actor. And I'm like, I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really like a need to know person. Like I don't, I don't, you know, I, I fill my brain up with so much like information that like, if I don't need to know something like, um, I don't need to know it. <laughs> What's like an inspirational movie for you? Oh, uh, there's many. Uh, I, I love, I love uh, Marlon Brando. Mm -hmm. You know the early, early Brando stuff. Um, I love. Somebody else asked me this question this week, and I think I'm saying the exact same thing that I said. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there's anything like new that I can throw in. I said, yeah, Brando, Stallone. Um. Well, I mean, all the Italian guys, I don't know. It's, it's just like, I can see that though. Like you totally have that. Like you could totally play that like mobster, like Italian guy. <laughs> I wish I had uh, I wish I had some grapes on me. I could do the, uh, I, you, you could, yeah, yeah. come to me. Yes. Come to me. That's perfect. Is that what you do? You put like grapes in to have like the. I have a pretty big tongue, so it kind of suffices for right now. But, you know. See, you got it. You got it. Where's where's casting? <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Tarantino stuff. I like um I like things that really make you think. I know that's 
very cliche and boring to say, but I, I like I, the things that make me go back to movies over and over and over and over again or just the deliberate choices or the choice not to do something like those master shots where there's not a lot of cutting. Right. There's a lot of cutting, you know. Um, have you seen, um, have you seen Gone Girl? I haven't even heard of it. No, no. that's one that'll make you really think. It's a, it's a good film. It's, it's kind of long. It's like two hours, I think. But um, see, that's I'm not that it. No, no, it's not. But it's, it's, it's long enough. <laughs> do, you, do you like any of Tarantino stuff? Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, as far I'm, <laughs> as far as, like, films go, I'm kind of the opposite, where, like, I want to watch TV or a movie to, like, not think and to, like, turn my brain off. So, right. I'm, yeah, so I'm more of, like, a comedy, rom-com, like, type of thing, whereas, like, there's, it's, it's, it's there's, there's, a lot, there's a lot of good rom-coms out there. Like, I'm just there saying. Are. There are. And you I kind of have, like have a thing that. for them. Men like them just as much as women do. <laughs> uh, we, we did what was the one that we did over here it was failure to launch yeah that's a cute one matthew mcconaughey yeah there's a and any oh well anything like vince vaughn yes I, i'm a huge him. huge fan of who's the other guy that he does a lot of films with uh, owen wilson yeah 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 like you yeah. know wedding crashers is classic yeah, yeah. And, what's that other one the um the internship that yeah they, that's another good one, one. Um, vince vaughn is like up, you know, definitely top five for me. That's a guy where he kind of does play the same role over and over again, but he's just, he's so real. Right. It's, and, and I'd be curious to see if he, I wonder, I wonder how that works with when they cast him because there's going to be certain directors or certain script writers that they, they don't want the ad libs. Right. But I, I mean, you get Vince Vaughn in your movie and that's kind of like how I am. And I hate, I hate to say that, but I will take your script and I will play around with it because to right. me, having everything so black and white. Word for word. Like you, you got to have some flexibility like in the script or at least like how you say things and how it comes out like naturally. And like, yeah, I, I definitely yeah. agree with that. Well, and, and like with saving private Ryan, for example, I don't know if you ever saw that. It's a pretty brutal movie to, to get through, but not, not my usual speed, but I have seen it. Right. <laughs> the opening scene was never really in the script. As far as I, re- I remember hearing in an interview or reading an oh, interview, wow. they just, had the budget to sit there and go, okay, we're going to film for like, I don't know, two weeks or two months, whatever the time frame was like, we're going to film and just, just get footage. And that's literally going to be the first opening scene of the film. Wow. And, uh, that you hear a lot of stories about that where it's the spontaneity. It's kind of that extemporaneous outlook that really, really brings something together. Like, bring like, it's kind of like the thread that like sews the entire film together is having that realness in it. And like, and like, that's the thing too, is like sometimes I do watch films and like my actor mind kind of will like annoy me because it'll take me out of the actual story. And I will look at things like, Oh, why'd they cut that there? That's not, you know, continue like continual, like, you know what I mean? And things like that. And like, I hate when that happens. Like sometimes I'll be watching this and I'm just like, I can just tell they're acting and I can't watch this anymore. (laughs) And that's a problem. 
Yeah. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a very, very big problem. And a lot of, and over the years, what I've done, um, and I've, if my agent sees this, she'll probably chew me out, but <laughs> there's a lot of things I do. I, I, don't, I don't go off book anymore in auditions because it just turns into this thing where you're going over and over and over again. And you're, I, 70% of the time, I'm sending stuff out that's on the first take. Um, and I, I just have my angle where the paper is off camera, uh, and I'll look down as infrequently as I need to, Right. but I'm getting cast more so because it just has that. The realness to it. Yeah. You, and somebody told me a while back, he's like, uh, I can't remember his name. Just some guy I ran into in New York. Just done a lot of, a lot of cool work. And he said, yeah, you, uh, you just got to. Once you get an idea, you're done. Right. You have to trust yourself and like just trust that like you know what you're doing and, and that like you, you can't overthink it. You can't overthink acting or else it's, it, it's that bad. <laughs> it just like comes off terribly. And that's actually always something I've kind of thought about myself. And, um, you know, self-doubt will always like be present and something that like all of us battle, um, no matter like what you're doing in life. But I've never really had like professional acting training. Like I went to like that school back when I was like 18 or 19, but like, we did commercials. It wasn't anything like intensive or this or that. Right. You know, I, I have this big film coming up, uh, this union film. So I'll be joined. Like I, I've been able to like eligible to join the union for a few years now, but I just haven't joined. And um, I have to for this film. And it's kind of just like I, I was saying to my mom a few weeks ago, I'm like, mom, like, I don't, de I don't deserve like this role. Like I, I, cause I am one of the leads in it. And I'm like, I haven't gotten like professional training. Like I'm not going to do well. And like, I, you know, you start kind of like spiraling off the deep end and she's like, stop. <laughs> Asked you for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, there's plenty of people out there that, you know, haven't, you can't like look at yourself as any less because you haven't gotten that professional training. She's like, you take direction well and you're easy to work with. And that's why people, you know, hire you. And I'm like, yeah, all right. <laughs> And that's like a huge thing I feel like is just people, people just don't have confidence in themselves. And I think that's why people end up living an average life because they just, they don't see anything better for themselves because they don't believe in themselves. And that's why I think that people in the acting and even the fitness industry, like everyone and in real estate, kind of all, all platforms I'm in, everyone believes in themselves and like sees like they're these massive goals and they're scary goals, but like, they're willing to go after it. And those are the people that I just love. <laughs> why, why do you think it's scary? I think people are just scared of failure. I think that people feel that they don't measure up to maybe, you know, in, in say in like the acting world, like I, if I look at like, I brought up Jennifer Aniston earlier. Like I look, look at her and I'm like, well, that's Jennifer Aniston. Like I could never be that way. And like, and you start like, you know, I'm really big on self-development and, right really like the thoughts that thoughts become reality. The thought world. Yeah. Thoughts become reality and you, you manifest, you know, what, what your thoughts are. So yeah. if you don't have any other control over your thoughts and, and if you're constantly thinking or, or saying negative things about yourself, whether you mean it or not, like your subconscious doesn't know the difference. So your subconscious is taking in this like negativity and then people wonder why they can't ever find success. It's because you don't believe you can. And that's just, that's just what I believe. <laughs> What's, do you have like, do you have a specific regiment 
that meditation perhaps, or is there anything, what, what's your, you know, it's funny. I've been trying to get into, I mean, I've been, <laughs> it's actually a joke among my, some of my friends and I, because every single year I'm a big new year's resolutions person. And I, I have a different categories and I will choose one goal for the year for each category. Every year for the past five years, I'm saying I'm going to do yoga this year. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done it. I haven't done it. I haven't done it. You know why? Because have you ever heard the thing like trace your why? Oh, I do this constantly. Yeah. And I just like, I don't have a strong enough why to do it. So like, I don't. And I... Is that, is that where you... I want to make sure we're talking about the same thing. Is that where you just kind of keep asking why? Yeah, until you okay. get to the root reason. And when do you? When do you? But when do you know when you get to the root? That's my problem. Because it's like you can't go any further. Ah. Uh, so, like, let me ask you, like, why do you work out? Oh boy. What's the first thing that comes to your head? You ever like know what it is, but you don't know how to explain it? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So you're gonna have to give me like a couple of seconds here. Um I love putting people on the spot by the this way. This is no that I like this. <laughs> because it's the right thing to do. Why is it the right thing to do? It's the right thing to do because your body needs it. Why do you feel that your body needs it? Because it, without it, I'm not the same person. Why aren't you the same person? Because I'm weak. <laughs> I'm a weak <laughs> little bitch. Keep going. Like you could just keep going. Like when people's come See, to that's me. That's the thing. Like, I don't know. I don't know where the, you know, like I'll give, I'll give you a real life example. So, um, there was a woman that came to me a few years ago, uh, someone I know personally in my life and she was obese and had been for a long time. And she's like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where I want to change my lifestyle. I'm going to lose weight and this and that. And so I took her through the whys and I'm like, well, why do you want to lose weight? Well, I want to, I want to be skinnier. Why? Why do you want to be skinnier? Uh, well, because then I'll look better. Okay. Why do you want to look better? Because if I look better, then I'll, I'll feel better about myself. I'm like, well, why do you care about feeling better about yourself? <laughs> and she's like, well, if I feel better about myself, I'll be happier. And I'm like, and what will that happiness do for you? Why do you need to be happier? Well, if I'm happier and, and, and have that, you know, full capability to like move around, then I can play with my kids. And I was mm -hmm. like, that's your why. Mm. That's your why. Because you want to be able to play with your kids. So it's, it's, it's a really fun exercise to play with really any goal that you have. I ask myself all the time, like, well, why am I doing this? And, and if, you're, if, you're, if your root why is not strong enough, you're not going to do it. So people that say they want to lose weight or, you know, this or that, and, but they don't know why, that's, they're not going to do it. You got to know your why. Well, my why 10 years ago is probably different than the why now, which was Absolutely. just, which was, it should be babes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but maybe it's still the same. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it could be, it could be like, it could, it could still be that 15 year old, 16 year old Jason, you know, <laughs> in high school.
<laughs> well, and that's the thing. Like if your whys are, are your goals are never changing, then you're not growing or evolving. So, you know, goals should change and reasons should change or else you're in the same spot as you always have been. Right. Right. But to get back to your your question, I kind of like went off there. I don't even remember the I don't even remember the, the question. question was you asked me if I had a daily like regimen with like yoga and meditation and stuff like that. Um, and to answer your question, like I I really don't, and that's something that I'm working on currently is right. um, meditating. Something that I feel would be really helpful for mental clarity for myself and mental peace. Uh, I have a lot of like. Um, high anxiety and I don't like take anything for it, but just in the fact that like, I feel like I always, yeah, yeah. Like I need to always be going. If I'm not being productive, I'm being a failure. And like, I just, I'm, I'm trying to pull away from that. mind. Doesn't it suck being you <laughs> so much? <laughs> I say that because I'm like the same person. It's terrible. I, so last night, literally I'm sitting on this couch over here for five minutes, not even. And I was like, I'm just going to sit here. And I, within three minutes, I was up playing the piano, you know, like working on skate. It's impossible. It's right. just impossible. It's tough. It's like, brain, turn off. Like, let me chill. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But one thing I do do um, every day is that, have you ever heard of the School of Greatness podcast? I've heard of it. I don't, I don't know it, though. It's, I highly suggest it. Um, he's got like almost a thousand episodes or something, Wow! but yeah, but he does, it's kind of like the same kind of setup that you do where, you know, he brings people on, um, but like he's bringing on people like, you know, mother Teresa and like this athlete. And I listened to a Tony Robbins one the other day. Yeah. He's like, he's like Joe Rogan, you know? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And it's all, he's all about like, he's been an NFL player and like, all this stuff happened or whatever. And now, you know, he started this podcast or whatever, but I listen to one every day and uh, they're, they're pretty long. So sometimes I don't get through like an entire one, but I just pick one that kind of speaks to me that day. I go for a walk every single morning as long as it's not raining out, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I didn't used to do. I didn't do the walks because I was going to the gym, but then like not being able to go to the gym, I like had to figure out another way to like start my day. Right. And, and yeah, so that's really the only thing I do is I listen to something in the morning that's um, empowering and, and, and everything like that and just getting my mindset in the right way because, I mean, I don't have a great mindset all the time. And I think that's like a huge thing that people like people message me on, you know, Instagram all the time. They're like, how do you stay so positive all the time? And like this and that. And I'm like, well, one, I'm not in in life to try to like give off negativity. So if I'm feeling in a negative mood, I'm not going to be on Instagram like, <laughs> like, Oh, life sucks and this and that or crying or whatever it is. And, um, I think that that's a big misconception about people that are more positive and, uh, that people think that you're always like that when you're like, no, you have to, it's something you have to actively work on every single day. And it's just, it's not like it, like happiness and, and having a, peaceful mind isn't a destination. It's something that you literally have to be proactive about every day. And I think that's the biggest issue among people and like trying to find happiness is that like, they think, Oh, once I get this, you know, promotion, I'm going to be happy. Or once I'm making this money or do this or get this car, I'm going to be happy. But like, that's just temporary like happiness. Yeah. There's a lot of great information out there. Um, and tying this into acting and anything where 
you're you're playing around characters and all that. I mean, just being present. Yeah. To the moment. Um and it, it's so weird how like we have to have this false reality to bring us to reality. Is that like weird or what? Kinda, kinda, but it makes sense. Like, you know, every all actors have like their different methods and whatnot, but I'm sure I'm sure you probably act in the same kind of way that I do where I just feel it and I just feel like what would this character like if I am yeah. this character, like if if this is really happening to me, like how would I be feeling right now? <laughs> <laughs> and just like being like like you said like being in the moment and just like truly being able to like feel that emotion like to your core and it's great for acting but in real life it's so annoying sometimes <laughs> there's so there's so much power though in that like in the present and it's did you ever read uh you ever heard of the book the power of now Yes, that's on my list of books to read, but I haven't. Yeah, read it. yeah, Eckhart Tolle. It's it's pretty powerful. No <laughs> pun intended. But that's horrible. Uh, it's it's really it, it'll it'll make you think, and it just kind of drives home that whole standpoint of like, yeah, I mean, you could take it to the extreme of there really is no reason to feel sad. That that's that's an extreme extreme right. that that shows you like how far out he is with it, and it's yeah it's amazing it's it, it's really like it's an inspiring book. Well, it's kind of like when you hear like I, I don't know who it was, but I was reading an article the other day <sighs> two weeks ago, and someone murdered someone like a kid, like a child, and yeah. that child's parent like hugged and forgave them in court. I yeah yeah that was that happened like last year I think yeah and I was reading it the other day or whatever and I was just like that is so powerful and inspiring and like you think about like the Dalai Lama and like that like that level of of peacefulness and like forgiveness and it's like it's like someone like me who practices this every day I'm like I could never do that like I just don't it's hard <laughs> But it's like, yeah, you just, I agree. Like being in the moment is so, so important. And I feel like technology really takes that away from us. Yeah. And I feel like quarantine in this weird way, obviously it's, it's an awful thing what's going on right now. And, um, you know, there's, we don't even have to discuss that, but what's been helping me get through it personally is thinking about all the positives that have come out of it. Like it, right. feels, it feels like the world is just kind of slowed down and, and life is slowed down and you're able to connect with those people around you more. And, um, I think that's really nice to be able to do. I was going to bring up best and worst on set experiences you don't have to use any names if you don't want to. <laughs> but I was just curious. Uh, okay. Um, so <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call this a, a bad experience, but we can call this a Sarah experience. <laughs> um, like, I, you know, I'm a very scatterbrained kind of person in the sense that, like, I get shit done, but, like, I don't take the easy way there. <laughs> like, it's just like the whole thing, like going to the wrong state and this and that. Like, I just do shit like that. And like, I just, I just have to laugh about it. I'm just like, you know what? This is who I am. Like, whatever. Um, so this one time 
I was actually going to New York to meet with a new agent and I was going to sign a, a contract with him. And he was coming from Connecticut and he was also a photographer. And uh, he was, it was during New York Fashion Week. And this was like three or four years ago or so. And so <clears throat> he's coming up to photograph New York Fashion Week. And then we were also going to meet ahead of time so we can go over, you know, the contract of whatever of him becoming my agent. So I get to New York, you know, three and a half hours away and he's stuck in traffic and he's this and he's that. Well, four hours go by and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go home. Like he's still in Connecticut. Like this isn't going to happen. So I was like, obviously not in a great mood and went to, went to the bar, like got a few glasses of wine, got some dinner before hopping back on the train. Well, during that time, he made it to New York. So he's like, come meet with me. And at this point, I'm, I'm not a big drinker. So I was like, I was feeling it. <laughs> but I wasn't planning on going to meet like my potential agent for the first time. So he's like, come meet me at the, wherever he was doing the, that, that section of the fashion show. Because like, I don't know if you know much about New York Fashion Week, but there's like a bunch of locations right. that go on. And so he's like, come meet me here. Like, we'll go over everything. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I go over and I meet with him. You know, he's, he's bringing me through all the girls and the models and the designers and this and that. And like, just trying to get like to a quiet space. And we sign the deal or whatever. And like, I'm like, all right, I'm going home. Like I made it through without like coming off drugs yeah. and whatever. And as I'm walking out, this designer, she grabs my arm and she's like, you, I want you in my show. And I'm like, you probably had like the uh the smoke raspy voice you know Flush from the dread i'm just like Shit. i'm like but what am i gonna say no i'm not gonna walk in new york fashion week so i was yeah, like exactly sure. all right like again like that's just kind of how i am like if opportunities present itself i'm just like all right yeah you well, have to sure so you know she's getting me already i didn't have like any of the under like I have a model bag. Like, you know, you, you have to wear like your nude underwear and this and that. So things don't go through. Like I didn't have any heels on me. Like I didn't have my makeup, like I didn't have anything. And, um, the outfit they put me in was mesh. It was see-through. It just looked ridiculous. I've got all the girls, like all the other models are like, why don't you have like, the right undergarments. Why don't you have heels? Why don't you have this? And I'm like, cause I'm drunk and I wasn't <laughs> in this. <laughs> and then like, as we're, you know, we're getting ready to go out. She, the, the, the one designer looks at me because there's a few different designers there. And she's like, Oh, if you wanted anyone to watch this, it's on live television on like this, <laughs> this, this channel. And I'm like, Holy shit. I'm walking in New York fashion week. I'm drunk and it's on live TV. <laughs> <laughs> But like I did it and it was fine and I didn't fall on my face or anything, but I motored out of there when I was done walking. <laughs> That's a great story. That's good. That's good. So, yeah. Not a bad experience. No, it's good. Definitely a crazy one. <laughs> What's uh be best so far for you or just like really, really uh, positively memorable? Oh man. Um, I've done so many different like unique things. Um, I guess one that I'm really proud of, I actually have a film on Amazon prime right now and, uh, we filmed it a while ago though. Like we filmed it probably two and a half years ago or three years ago. And basically they had another lead actress 
and she like, I mean, you know how flaky some people can be and they already started filming and she backed out. I guess she was going to be in like theater or something like that and didn't have the time to film. So I was working full time. This was before I got into sales, but I was working for, are you familiar with Philadelphia at all? I went through there. Well, I've driven through there a lot. I stopped one time. I was on a train. I don't, I don't know much about it. I've been, I've been downtown like once or twice and it was just okay. at the train station. Well, I essentially worked for their transportation system called. Oh. Yeah. There, so I there worked, you go. Yeah. So I worked there and I worked in their video surveillance room. Um, but wow. anyways, yeah, it was, it was a weird thing. It wasn't for me. <laughs> it was literally, there were no windows. It's like, just like a movie where you like, there's just like monitors and TVs. Everywhere. How the hell did you get in there? Well, I was actually going for a modeling gig and the guy for like this guy's like gun company. And he also had this other company that worked. Yeah, it was weird. So I don't know, whatever. Like I said, I got gotcha. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm working there full time and that's in Philly, which is about 45 minutes from like my parents' house where I was living at the time. And I had filmed another like kind of like a goofy indie movie called Dollface. I have it written down here. Do you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super, like, just one of those films that just, like, makes fun of itself, kind of. Yeah. And um, I guess, like, from there, I started building up my relationships with people in, like, the, the acting world in the Philly area. And someone had recommended, you know, heard about this woman dropping out of this role. And uh, they recommended me. And the guy just, like, brought me on after watching, like, I used to have, like, an active YouTube channel. And, um he like just watched me on there and he was like, all right, like, let's, let's just try this. And we right. ended up filming the entire movie. It's like an hour and uh, 35 or hour and 40 minutes or something. And um, we filmed it in five days. Yes. Yeah. Like while I was working full time too. Nice. So, like, you know, we're doing like 20 to 25 scenes a day. So I'd be at work and like my job was, Oh my God. Yeah. So I was like, I would do my job. Right. And I was working eight hours, but my whole, my actual job probably took like three. <laughs> so then I'm sitting there and I'm learning all my lines, all my lines for that day. And then I drive an hour into Jersey and we film from, let's say like 6 PM to like one, two, 3 AM. And then I drive back to Philly, sleep at my friend's house and get up at, you know, whatever time go work out. And then I go to work and then I learn the next day's lines. And yeah, it was insane. And it was five that the one night actually it was like one or 2am and we're filming this scene and I could not remember my lines. I was so beat. beat we've all, down. we've all been there. Yeah. And yeah. I, just, I started crying. <laughs> I was like, well, I don't know if we all have been there. Oh, I'm a been there. <laughs> that's, that's pretty, that's pretty intense. I've, I've been in a situation like that before where i probably could have totally broke down mm -hmm. maybe i have and i'm just like maybe i have and i'm just like <laughs> blocking out my know, like it never happened but um so yeah so we finished that film and it ended up going into an international film festival oh cool uh yeah over in what was it called green green lake green something in new york i don't remember um and i ended up getting nominated for best lead actress i didn't win but i was nominated that's awesome and, um, yeah and i was just like it was just like a very proud moment because i was like man like i wasn't even supposed to be in this role i did an audition i was working full-time like I, like i don't know how i did it 
and like then to be like rewarded like I don't even I didn't even expect to get nominated so the fact that like I did was just really cool so and that's still up on um on Amazon but it's weird like it's so old and I feel like my acting skills have improved so much since then so it's kind of like it's weird watching yourself on screen <laughs> I saw I saw like a little bit of it on YouTube and I think Tyrone Magnus was at towards the end. It was like some yeah, trailer or something. Yeah, he's my dad in the film, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, Tyrone and I have been friends for almost a decade now. I met him at that week-long competition in New York. Wow. Yeah, like back when I was starting. So that's how we became connected and we were friends. And the producer and the writer of Dollface was like obsessed with him and found <laughs> out that I knew him. And so, yeah, he's my dad in the film, adopted. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, it, there was one line about uh, Ch Chipotle or something at the end, um, <laughs> being, a la being a last meal or whatever. Uh, I, yeah, I don't even remember. Like that Dollface, geez, we filmed that probably like five years ago, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> interesting film. Well, I thought, I thought the acting, I thought your acting and it was, was good. I, I got a lot of laughs out of that little it's, it's funny. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of like a funny, like don't base all of my acting skills off of that movie, please. <laughs> I think it was, I think it was the, um, it was like an, a, a GoFundMe video on YouTube. Yeah. Like a little teaser type thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it was only like two minutes of the, movie um, it's and, only it's a short it's only like 30 minutes i think um but it, it's definitely funny i actually liked it a lot more than i thought i was going to. that's a fun concept i'm surprised i didn't try to do like a little mini series with it yeah well they're they, they talked about a lot of different stuff and doing a sequel and this and that um it's funny because i, I sometimes i think about it and i i feel like i wish i could go back and refilm it because i feel like i understand acting a lot more now and I could be more of that character, which I started to pick up more towards the end of the film, but not throughout. So I've always thought about, man, I'd love to refilm that now. But it, again, it was what it was. And that was like my first film I ever did. And it's fine. <laughs> those, those indies are so much fun. Like when you've, yeah. when you've really got like that good cast and. Yeah. Oh my crew. God. I love all the people, like all everyone in, in that film. Like, we were like a family. It was it was awesome. It took us a long ass time to film though. Yeah. <laughs> Future plans for you as far as what's going on. You know, it's a hard question to answer. But uh Yeah, in these times for sure. Um yeah, as of right now, like I was saying earlier, I, I have my my big union film coming up. Um I'm not allowed to talk about it too much, <laughs> which is annoying, but I'm really excited about it. It's uh it's about a serial killer. Wow. Um yeah, and uh it's based on a true story. So it, it's a lot of the, the, the murders and the killings in it are real. And I'm not like a gory blood like person. Like I, I'll pass out. Like I'm just, I just can't deal with that kind of stuff. So even reading the script, I had to take a bunch of breaks. <laughs> like I was like, I can't handle this. This is too intense. <laughs> um, but there's definitely some Hollywood names that are going to be in it, which is super exciting. And hopefully fingers crossed if everything goes on the timeline, like it should be, it'll be released in 2021. But it just kind of... That's pretty quick. 
Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, so it just depends. I just don't know. Like, it just depends. Even, like, without quarantine, that's, yeah. like, that's still pretty quick. Yeah, like, I if they're aiming to film now and we're supposed to be filming right now, like I would be like wrapping film next week. Um, which sometimes I think about it and I'm like, damn, like this sucks. <laughs> but, um, a lot of good changes have happened even, even since we pushed off filming. So he actually rewrote the entire script and, um, yeah, wow. it took like a month, but wow. like the new script is fire <laughs> it's way better so i have that coming up hopefully and then i'm also filming a non-union tv show called the fashion hero and um that's kind of been in the works for like two years now it kept being pushed off it's filming in south africa wow which is really cool yeah so basically it's uh it'd be the second season of it and the show is essentially for like models and people that don't fit like the typical mold so people that have, you know, skin deformities or maybe they're overweight or, you know, all missing limbs, like all kinds of stuff. And basically it gives them an opportunity to compete, you know, for, to be the face of like a big brand. And they picked a bunch of influencers on social media to coach them. So essentially like I'll get assigned um, a competitor and I get to coach them through the competition. Very cool. Yeah, so I'm really excited about that one. It seems like this point's never going to happen, but <laughs> we'll see. You know how that is. You get all excited about a project, and then it falls through, and you're just like, it's annoying. <laughs> I wish I had the answers for you. I'm, st yeah. <laughs> I'm still dealing with it myself. My my tour got canceled and yeah, rescheduled. I saw and that. That's so fresh. Where were you supposed to go? It was all in the, well, it was all in the southeast. Okay. Um, but it was just like just really good dates, you know what I mean? Like just really, really good dates, and and doing it with you know good good folks in the blues and rock genres. Um, and it was just like, are there plans to reschedule, or is it just kind of like flat? Well, I mean, yeah, we rescheduled for September and October, but even then, you know, who knows? That's how I feel too. It's kind of like, yeah, we're pushed off to August and this and that, but. And I had films. I had films. I had something in New Jersey that was pending and uh, a couple other things going on that, you know, forget yeah, about it. It's definitely, it's definitely frustrating, but I try to keep in mind, like, there's a lot of people that are, you know, worse off. And if that's all that's happening, right. like, it's okay. <laughs> no, it's been, it's, it's been great to, like you said, you know, regroup settle down um, and just kind of like steady yourself a little bit. And I mean, this podcast, like we wouldn't be talking right now if it wasn't for quarantine. Right. I, don't, I don't think because this forced me to adapt because I always said I would never do podcasts through zoom. That like weren't in person. Like never. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. <laughs> well, because it's like, it's either that or, okay, just don't film anything for God knows how long. Right. Like, what if this is like another year? God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, well, doing things. It's, it's definitely sparked a lot of creativity in people, which I think is pretty cool. Like, well, I'm buying got... houses over the phone right now. What's that? Buying houses over the phone without ever seeing them or seeing pictures or it's insane. Yeah. <laughs> and I had my best month ever last month. So it's like I broke a company record of how many properties I bought. I bought 16 houses last month. 
Wow. Yeah, without ever seeing them. I'm like, it's just, it's cool though. It's, it's forcing, you know, everyone to adapt and learn. Are they just taking pictures or doing like video walkthroughs then? Oh, I'm not getting either of those. Yeah. I'm literally like going through questions and having to trust the seller to tell me the truth. And what, like over the, over the phone. Yeah. And just like, like, like if I called you up, I'd say, Hey, you know, how old your roof? You tell me. And based off your answer, I have to decide whether we're going to replace the roof or not. Oh, you know, what's the condition of this and, and this and that. And I just run my numbers and yeah, it's, 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 it's been, it's been weird. <laughs> I like it though. Did you ever have any like pre experience with, construction and real estate yeah i mean it you ever see those tv shows like the hoarder homes and all that kind of stuff like that's pretty much what i deal with the majority of the time um wow. really like and not all of them but i'd say at least 50 percent of the houses i walk into are absolutely disgusting um, yeah. i won't breathe through my nose like i'll try to get out there quickly there was one house oh my god yeah, there was one house where I walked into the basement and there was about four inches of water like covering the entire basement. And um, woman was sweet as hell. But I said, you know, how, how long has this water been sitting down there? Because there was just mold. Oh. And she was living there. And oh. um, she said, oh, like three or four months now. This water has been sitting there. And um, she, her floor was corroding so bad that there was this like giant hole, probably like two feet around. And if you stepped in it, you would just drop right into the basement. And she had like boards lining up over it to walk over. And we had to have people, when we were doing showings and everything, we had to have people sign waivers before they were allowed to enter the house. So <laughs> it's pretty insane. Like it's, it's pretty crazy, but it's being able to help people like that out where like she obviously, I mean, that would be a condemned house. Like it's not habitable. Right, right. <laughs> But, you know, it's been cool and it's been an adaptation. And like, I know my coworker went back to in-person appointments yesterday and I'm, I'm just not anywhere near ready to do that. Like, I'm just, I'm, yeah. not, I'm sorry. Um, and yep. plus we've proven that we can do it over the phone. So I'm like, you know, why would I drive an hour to an appointment, spend an hour there, drive an hour back when I can get that all done in 15 minutes over the phone? You may, <laughs> this may be your new model. Yeah. And um, they're talking about expanding like nationwide and I'm like, well, that's awesome because then I can work. Why with not? It's all phone. Exactly. That's incredible. It's pretty. It's pretty insane. I'm like, I'm literally buying like, like a hundred thousand dollars, like spending a hundred thousand dollars, like over the phone without ever looking at it, and it's just so surreal to think about. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I say to the owner though, I'm like, it's your money, and you want me to do this, okay? <laughs> Well, this has been cool. I've got a little fun thing that I like to do at the end, which is um, I call it the shootout section where I'll say a word that's industry related to the guest and okay. you just fire a word back. First thing that comes to mind. Oh gosh. Okay. No right or wrong answers. Oh God, I'm so nervous. <laughs> See, now we're putting you on the spot. Yeah, you are. <laughs> Camera. Action. <laughs> lights. Like lights? Like lights, camera, action? Li yeah, lights. <laughs> Blinding. They can be. 
and especially those LEDs. Oh yeah, you're walking out because I walked in New York Fashion Week this past week too, or week this past year. And uh, you're out there and you're in front of the press and you can't see anything. No. You're like, all these people are staring at you and you cannot see them. <laughs> Sorry, keep going. No, no, no. Your uh, deviations are welcome. Um, social media. Influencer. <laughs> I think social media is awesome. Like I, people shit on me all the time for it. And I'm just like, you know what? It has opened up so many opportunities. Like this movie, yeah. I, like, the guy found me on Instagram. That's it. Yeah. It's that this, my podcast is flourishing because of the Instagram DM. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's amazing. And I, I mean, I hate social media. Like I'll, I'll freaking tell everybody that I hate it, but, but it's, but I have to use it. It's cool. It's, it's, su- it's such an essential tool. Yeah, like you can't at this point, like you can't really have a successful business nah. without it. Like you just can't, and like people find you less credible if you don't have social media. Yeah, it's, it's just game over. Yeah. Uh, comedy. See, then I think movies. <laughs> I'm gonna hold on. Let me make a note real quick. I want to bring this up before we're done. <laughs> All right. Uh, drama. Queen. <laughs> Maybe I'm talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Sales. Oh, I, the word, the opposite word came to me. So I have inferior in my head, but I really want the opposite word for that. Like um, superior. <laughs> Superior. Sales is amazing. And I think that anyone that would get into sales would find success if they can get their mind right. Sales is life changing. Interesting. It'll, it'll craft your mind. And it, yeah, sales is the number one thing that's changed my life, I'd say. It's pretty awesome. Wow. <laughs> uh, marketing. Uh, I think of social media. Yeah. <laughs> Jim weights that i miss <laughs> oh, weights was next weights was next games <laughs> that's a good one uh cardio not great <laughs> i'm yeah, not either. a cardio person unless it's swimming i tried to do uh swimming really oh yeah yeah big swimmer yeah, I've always, so people always tell me that I'm crazy for going to the gym as early as I am. And I'm like, no, those people that are jumping in the cold water at 5 a.m. are way more insane than I am. I'm like, they're the crazy ones, not yeah. me. <laughs> I always swim when it's in season. Okay, fair enough. Summertime. Where do you live? The South Carolina? North, North, Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, my best friend just moved there actually, um, like a month ago. Do, well, are you a football guy? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I'm not cra- not crazy sports fanatic. Crazy. Um, her boyfriend just became, I forget the exact position, defensive coordinator for the Panthers, offensive oh, Okay, so they're down in Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Charlotte's like two and a half hours from me. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. It's a nice city. It's really, have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Yeah, you'd, you'd like it. It's pretty, uh, very clean, very like, it's it's honestly got like this Harrisburg vibe, but just bigger and 
a little bit cleaner. Gotcha. I was gonna say cleaner, yeah. <laughs> Not, yeah, but like the Harrisburg people, in my opinion, they were very nice people. Well, yeah, that's good because one time I got gripped up down there. This chick grabbed me by the back of my neck and I was like, oh, don't hurt me. What? <laughs> yeah. Like it was really scary, I guess. How um, did that happen? <laughs> so um, I had been coming back from a wedding back to the, we were going to the Hilton and um, there's a bar down there called Aruga's and it's like my favorite restaurant. Like I love Aruga's. There's a bunch of them in the area. And there was a bunch of girls standing out. It was like 2 a.m. And I'm walking by and I, and I guess I was rude to them. According to them, I said, excuse me, but like not in a nice way, I guess. And she came after me. She grabbed the back of my neck and like pulled me around. And like, yeah. And, and I'm like, not like that. I'm like, and I was like, I was like, I, I just, I just want to go back to the hotel. Like, please don't hurt me. <laughs> So I'm glad they don't do that to everyone. <laughs> the, I think it was like the best Dunkin' Donuts in my life. Is like That's two, what, that, you came to Harrisburg and you're excited about the Dunkin' Donuts? Oh, so good. <laughs> it was so good. It was like two blocks from the hotel. Oh my God. It's so it was fun. on second. I believe yeah. it was second street. <laughs> exactly where that Dunkin' Donuts is. Oh, it's so I good. I was in Harrisburg, so... It's so good. <laughs> um, that that by the way, that restaurant that you're talking about, I actually played a gig there. At Aruga's. Yeah, down. I, if it's in the the first floor of the Hilton, right? No, 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 no. It's like probably a block away from there. But oh, okay. I know exactly where you're talking about, though. That's really cool. Yeah, and then it, the Federal Tap House was another venue. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I wish I'd known you then. <laughs> that was back in February. Wow. When did we originally connect? I don't even remember. I don't know. I found you through a hashtag. Good to at know. one point. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Good to know. Those work. <laughs> it was like, uh, I don't fitness or something. Yeah, I don't know. All, all I ever do for hashtags is like, I'll like post a picture and like whatever the picture is like relevant to, I literally just Google like, like if it's fitness, like workout hashtags. And then there's like best hashtags. You just copy and paste. Yep. That's what I do. Yep. As well. <laughs> I just keep them in my notepad though. Cause sometimes I'm really lazy and I don't want to go to Google. So I just, like, <laughs> I just shimmy my finger copy. And then it's like, Instagram's weird though. Like you remember when it first was burgeoning like 2015, 2016. Like I would lose my posts. So like if you would exit out of the app, you'd right. come back in, it would like blow away your post. Sometimes it, it would fail to upload. Oh, I you, still get that all the time with my workout video uploads. Yeah. And then if you upload it and it fails or something goes wrong, It'll like, then, like you, yeah, then you have to like wait three hours because then you get stuck in that weird algorithm where it doesn't show the post. It's like, I know you're like ghosting this post because I posted twice. Right, right, right. It, it's, yeah, all yeah, that it's, kind of stuff's really frustrating. Do you, like, do you screw around with TikTok at all? No, I don't. And you know, the re like my roommates love that shit. You'd probably do really well on there. Really? I, I mean, just, just because I, the thing is like bait for any, any female that's fit and you know right. has that <laughs> vibe 
Yeah, I, they, they they love that thing. I, you know, honestly, the thing is, like, like you were saying about social media, like, I don't want my whole life to be social media. So I'm like, yeah. that's just one more app to add on. It's going to take up more time of my life. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. So I, the only reason why I made one was my, my buddy, Seth, was like, you're making a TikTok. And I'm like, all right, man, whatever. So I make a TikTok and uh, it was just... I, I just got burned out. I, I couldn't, I couldn't handle it for more than two yeah. weeks. I was like, I, I still have it once in a while. If something crazy happens, like there was a snapping turtle crossing the road and <laughs> I snapped the snapping turtle. That's the snapping turtle. I see what you did there. <laughs> you know, it was a big boy. Yeah. So it's like my TikTok has nothing to do with my career at all. It's just like stupid shit that I find. Yeah. Right. Just amusing. like stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, real estate. Uh, oh God. All I thought of was houses. <laughs> That's not very creative. So basic. Yeah, I know. So basic. <laughs> That's how my mind is when you put me on like a time limit. You ever play those games that are like, you have like three seconds or five seconds, or whatever to answer. Like, I don't know. Like my roommates and I, like we've been playing a lot of games since like getting in quarantine. And there's like one game where like, you have like, I think it's like five seconds to say three things in whatever category they give you. Uh, and I just, I just, I'm like, I just can't do it. I'm like, I don't know. So I, I just like have to start closing my eyes and like, putting my head down. And then like, I just like take all distractions out. <laughs> uh, thing. You, ever, you ever play Cards Against Humanity? Yeah, I love that oh one. Oh my God. I haven't played that in a while, but um. I was at my cousin's house about a year or two ago, just screaming, just, it's just (laughs) so good. So So good. You play poker? Uh, I used to a lot. I really haven't anymore, but we just picked up a new set. So I'll be getting back into it. Yeah. (laughs) That's definitely my game. I love it. Uh, Journalism. I think broadcast. So basic. Writing. <laughs> All right, this is the most important one. Oh God. Pizza. Oh my God! I just think of pepperoni. <laughs> yes, that is the correct answer. All right, I thought you said there were no right or wrong answers. Pizza is the only one. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> You're not one of those pineapple people. No, see, if I want pizza, so I'm a huge sweets person. That's like my biggest downfall, sugar. And um, if Sour I Patch Kids. Pizza, uh, and all, all, literally all of it. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. Um, yeah, if I'm eating pizza, like I don't want something sweet. Like I want something sweet. Right, you want I something salty and disgusting. Time to break my fast. It's 5 p.m. Oh my God, we've been talking for two hours. <laughs> Um, was, oh yeah. Like I've found out that I make a pretty damn good pizza because of quarantine. Oh yeah. It's a good time to experiment. Yeah. I, I have some, I've, I've got a video of like tossing the pizza and getting really rowdy. <laughs> I haven't put, po- I haven't posted it yet. I've, this just reminded me. I need okay, to like post that. I'll hold you to it. <laughs> so I have one last question for you that I ask everybody, which okay. is, if you could go back in time to your 15-year-old self, knowing what you know now, what would you tell her as advice or just... I would tell her that not everything that goes wrong is the end of the world. 
-hmm. and that it all happens for a reason and that you just have to trust the process and trust life and your path and just, you know, make the decision that's right for you in the moment. And don't worry if it's the right or wrong decision, because whatever you choose is the right decision. And you're going to get wrung out by some random chick at Hilton. Yeah. Like no matter what you do, like you're going to get gripped up. So <laughs> that was scary. Oh man. Hilarious. <laughs> I have your social media handles. Let me double check here. So Sarah Weber. <laughs> Everyone, everything's pretty much Sarah Weber fit. Sarah Weber fit. I don't know what the hell I was, tr was trying to come out of my mouth there. That's what uh, happens when you talk for two hours straight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sarah Weber fit. will have the handles below in the description box, which is either below on YouTube or to the sides on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart. And uh, you have any last words? No, I, I just, I appreciate you having me on here. It's definitely been fun. I've been looking forward to it. I, I listened to a bunch of your podcasts just to, just to see what was going to happen. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what, how is this going to go? And so I appreciate your time and I, you know, I look forward to connecting again. You'll send me that, um, send me that quiz thing. Yeah, definitely. I'll take it. Definitely. <laughs> I, I, I bet 90% sure that you're an ENFJ. I'll tell you, I'll let you know what I, I'll take it as soon as you send it to me. Yeah. Maybe I'm going to go eat some pizza first though. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Well, you guys have been watching and listening to the Jason D'Amico show. Been hanging with Sarah Weber here and uh, definitely follow her. Give her a shout out. Give her a like. Give her a follow. Subscribe. And we will see you on the next one. See ya. <laughs> Peace.